This week, we're looking at some questions that people have when it comes to the Bible and about Christianity. Uh, today's is kind of a big one. It's very simply, can I trust the Bible? Now, there are so many different ways to answer that question with a yes answer, uh, but today I'm just gonna focus on a few. Uh, first of all, there are many authors, but one voice. <laughs> there are over 40 authors uh, that wrote the Bible uh, over the course of 1,500 years, and yet when you read scripture, you realize that there is a single voice, and there's a reason for that. Uh, the, the Bible says that all scripture is God-breathed. The, the voice that you hear is God's. The fact that there is absolute consistency when it comes to, when it comes to who we are and the message of uh, why we're here and, and our natural condition and our salvation, well, that's just that's a miracle of God. Another thing is that uh, the Bible is historically and archaeologically impeccable. In all the ways that the Bible can be tested in these areas, uh, it, it passes with flying colors. Uh, even if somebody says that they find something that, um, that doesn't line up with what we found in archaeology or something like that, just give it more time and, and the Bible is always eventually verified. Uh, in addition to that, we have literally dozens of authors, many of whom who weren't Christian, writing histories that included Jesus and what he did and who he was within 150 years of Jesus' life. In fact, we've got some non-Christian historians like the, the Roman Tacitus or, or, or the Jewish uh, Josephus who wrote within a generation of Jesus' life. Uh, Neither of them had pro-Christian agendas. They simply recorded the facts, the same facts that you find in the Bible. Then there's the reliability of the copies. Uh, very often people will criticize the Bible by saying, well, we can't know if we have the original because uh, they're copies of copies of copies. Well, first we need to recognize that's the same with any ancient document. But secondly, we know that the, the scribes were incredibly careful in copying down the scriptures. They took it very seriously. In fact, they, they were known as the sophorim, which is a word that means counters. Now, why were they called counters? It's because they would copy down a scroll, and then when they got to the end of it, they would count up every letter, and if it didn't add up to the right amount of letters, they would burn the scroll. Why would they burn it? Well, because that's how careful they wanted to be in preserving what the original manuscript had to say. In addition to that, when you look at the variants, uh, that's, that's what the mistakes in copying are called, when you look at the variant readings, it's easy to tell what the original said in probably 95% of the cases. It'd be a little bit like if I was dictating a letter and let's say there were 50 of you and 49 of you recorded one word and one of you recorded another word, which word did I probably say? Well, it was definitely the one that 49 recorded. In addition to that, there is not a single variant, even the ones that we're not really sure which it is, there's not a single variant that affects any teaching of Scripture. Kind of one neat illustration about, uh, about the, the reliability of the copies comes from uh, the, the Qumran caves. Um, back in 1946, uh, many scrolls were found, but, but, but especially the Isaiah scroll was found in, in the Qumran caves. The, the, the story is that a, the, a shepherd, a Bedouin shepherd boy, was looking for his goat in the caves and he was throwing rocks into the caves and, and thinking that if he heard the bleeding of the goat, he would know which cave the goat was in, but instead he heard a crack. <laughs> It was the cracking of the jars containing these scrolls. Um, as they researched the area or searched the area, it ended up that over 12 caves, there were over 900 manuscripts found. 
Now, previous to that find, the oldest manuscript of Isaiah that we had, the complete Isaiah, was from about 900 AD. That's like 1600 years after it, the original was written by Isaiah. Uh, now, with this find, uh, the, the, the manuscript, the Isaiah scroll, dated from about the first century BC in the Dead Sea Scrolls, uh, meaning that was a thousand year difference. And yet, do you know what the most incredible thing about the find was? There was really nothing substantially different between the two manuscripts because the copies we have are certainly reliable. Uh, not to mention we have quite a number of manuscripts. Uh, Julius Caesar's Gallic Wars, uh, we have about 10 copies of that. Uh, Plato's Tetralogies, we have less than 10 copies and yet nobody questions whether Plato or, or Julius Caesar ever existed. Uh, we have over 20,000 manuscripts of New Testament documents that talk about who Jesus is and what he did. More manuscripts means more certainty. And then finally, you've got, you've got prophecy fulfillment. And for me, this is, this is a big one. Uh, have you ever heard of uh, someone named Nostradamus? He was a French astrologer in the 16th century who kind of made a name for himself being able to predict the future. Uh, and I've, I've read some of his predictions before. Of the hundreds of predictions he made, he came close on maybe five or a, like a handful. Um, and that's if you read them very generously. Kind of like if you're reading the newspaper and you read the horoscope and it says Geminis are going to have a bright day. And then you walk outside and you're a Gemini. You see the sun and you go, ah, it got me, right? Um, if you're very generous, you give him maybe a handful. Okay, he got close on a handful out of hundreds, and he's known as predicting the future. Well, we have something way better in the Old Testament. It, it, God made over 300 prophecies about who Jesus was and what he would do, and Jesus fulfilled every single one. Uh, that is just incredible. Now, some people say, well, Jesus knew what the prophecies were, and he just fulfilled them. Well, that, that argument actually doesn't hold water because um, the Bible said that, that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. How much control over where you, born, you were born did you have? Uh, the Bible says that Jesus was going to heal people and, and give sight to the blind. Are you able to do those things? No. Uh, there's a story about a, a, a rabbi who, who absolutely hated Jesus, um, so much so that, that he criticized a, a Jewish convert who was reading a Hebrew translation of the Greek New Testament. Uh, and, and what the student did was he simply gave the rabbi his copy of that New Testament. So the rabbi behind closed doors ended up staying up till three in the morning, reading the New Testament, and, and the Holy Spirit worked on his heart. So much so that, that he concluded um, that he had already found over 200 prophecies that prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that Jesus is the Messiah. And so, if you doubt it, um, just read it. Uh, read it and see for yourself how it answers every need you have. The fact that it gives you a Savior who loves you, who died for you, who is with you, and who has a home in heaven prepared for you. The Bible says no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So read it and let the Holy Spirit convince you. Hey everyone, Pastor Mike here from Time of Grace. Hey, thanks so much for taking your time to listen to this message. We would love so many other people to hear about this message too. So if you could think of someone in your mind right now that could use this, we would love for you just to take a moment and share it. Um, that's essentially how people hear the good news of Jesus, believe it, and find eternal life in his name. Thanks for sharing and have a great day.